What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Radio on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is uh, little brother Nico. Hey, everybody. So, uh, it's Monday. Welcome to 2 o'clock on a Monday. Uh, you know what? You know what, guys? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it just for you guys. Just for friends, family, listeners, fans, lovers, stalkers, and everyone else. I'm calling it. Today's over. 2 o'clock, Monday. It's done. Wrap it up, boys. Had a good run. Wrap it up. Pack it up. Everybody go home. Tell the wife and kids you're on the way. You know what I mean? It's over. It's over. 2 o'clock, Monday. We're done. Boom. And on the drive home, hang out with us. See? It's all, it's all, it's all ploy. There it is. There it is. Um, all right, so we are hanging out here on uh, this Monday afternoon. Uh, you know what? I guess I'll start with a um, an admission. I guess I was wrong about something. I think we touched on this briefly uh, for the Friday show. Nico, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we talked about this a little bit Friday. Uh, BMAC and Space Cadet said this Wonder Woman set has been his best-selling here for a while. Yep. Did we talk about this on the show? We did. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess I was wrong. I, I honestly, I thought I hated the set. Uh, I don't like the set. I don't like the lineup for the set. I don't like the way it's organized. I don't like bringing back the War of Light stuff. Um, I think this is one of the worst sets, poorly organized, poorly themed. And yet, it's... It's the retailer's best so far this year. So, shows what I know. I don't know how you're wrong because I think you said that exact thing. I mean, like, I just, uh, well, I mean, what I'm wrong about is I really didn't. I thought this was gonna. I thought it was a huge mistake to release it so close on the heels of Fantastic Foundation or whatever it was that came out last year. Uh, Future Foundation. People are just more excited about DC properties than I anticipated. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is their first one in three releases, four releases. Yeah, so almost a year, probably a year. Probably a little bit more than that, I feel like, but yeah. Oh, so, no, it, might, it might be because of the uh, the old... Pandemic delayed a lot of stuff. Yeah, because the, the X-Men set was supposed to come out like months ago. And, and then it finally came out towards the end of the year, and then yeah. Fantastic Four, and then... Yeah, it's just been. Here we are now. I just I don't know. I, I'm not saying like I was desperately wrong. I just wasn't. I didn't. I didn't recognize the potential that everyone else apparently saw in this set. How about that? Uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. And to be honest, like I'm not a super huge fan of the characters that are in the set either. Well, and there are there are characters in there that I'm interested in. The Young Justice characters that they finally debuted. They debuted the Teen Lantern. There's a there's another Wonder Girl finally. Um, oh, that's a that's a decade first. There's a Miss Martian for I think the first time ever in Hero Clicks. Um, so I mean there are some young so that's that's cool. The part of it I don't I'm not excited about is the return of like the Warlight stuff and all that. We kind of hashed it out. I don't like the chases. Yeah, I don't like where they place Jessica Cruz and all of it. Um, the theming of this set, I think, is where it's really off because it doesn't feel. I mean, to be honest, DC sets have always been kind of like random as heck, except 
like the Unlimited set, the Justice League set, where it was like, yeah, here's Justice League Unlimited, or like. Well, and see, and that one made sense because it was kind of everybody, and then. Well, they and like that they had a very distinct style because the pieces were even styled differently because they were. Yeah, they were the Bruce Tim style of. Yeah, with the... animated whatever. No, you're definitely right about that. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't. Man, DC sets have always been really bad at theming, especially these anniversary sets have always been like the covers Wonder Woman, and there's like eight Wonder Womans in the entire set across yeah. like five rarities, and you're like, that's not even like two per rarity. Right. That is. There's a lot of Wonder Woman in this set. Which, like, listen, it is a Wonder Woman set. I, I don't know. It's kind of like complaining. There's a lot of Superman in a Superman movie. I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm um, saying, like, it doesn't even feel on theme because they've missed a bunch of good Wonder Woman. <laughs> right. Well, and so... And they picked a bunch of characters that have, like, nothing to do with her storyline at all. That's sort of my bigger thing. Like, if this is really a Wonder Woman anniversary set, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just doing some cleanup here. I don't know. Um, I mean, that's that's always my assumption, is that they're just kind of, like... Like, what is the gonna roll with whatever's whatever is on the list and whatever just so happens to fall in theme with they're like you know what that's fine we'll keep it like what is the flash doing in this set isn't he like there's like a super rare flash right that's not war of light related that's just is ease it's like a 30 point flash yeah what is what is he doing in this set i don't know it's part of the justice league bro well and like having the trinity i understand because they have a really good superman in the set there's a batman and like i get that part of it but it, you know what they didn't do? They didn't include the Justice Society, which is, you know, the first team Wonder Woman joins. Great. And they don't even have, like, a cool Trinity power like they did in the other the right. Trinity set. Where they could, like, move that token around or whatever. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just overall, it's it's a bit of a want want. Yeah, and it feels weird because it, it's such a missed opportunity because they did do the whole team, like, synergy thing. Right. So I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It's just not that. I'm not. I'm disappointed. Weirdly frustrating. Weirdly frustrating. Yes. Uh, And then the next set, I'm not thrilled about the theming of that. I know we kind of talked about that too. Just another X Men set. Let's go, baby. Rise and fall. The. Now, from what I know about House of X, Powers of X, like in the lore, in the very beginning of Powers of X, they talk about how there's a Shi'ar kingdom of mutants. That live separate from the humans that sta- the mutants that stayed on Earth. Um, so maybe the Shi'ar Empire is about to play a major role. And maybe that's just something I don't know. That would be um, reasonable to assume. But I don't, I'm ready to move on. Like I don't need another set of Shi'ar stuff. Like, yeah, especially because most of the Shi'ar we've had at this point. Yeah, they're just re-releasing the Imperial Guard over and over and over again. Or Star Jammers. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay. I mean, it's been years since we've had... No, not years. We've had some of the Shi'ar. Like, they've come randomly. Yeah, exactly. And then they also have been releasing those OPs. Yeah. But I can see where some people would have a hard time getting those. I am excited to get the Exiles. I hope they do Mimic right. Um, I'm excited to get a Blink. Uh, I hope they do that one right. The last Blink was amazing. Um... I don't know, like, I don't know, I'm just I'm not thrilled with how they've kind of themed things to put things together here lately. There's other sets that they can make, instead of just a, if they don't have great ideas, maybe they should move back to doing, like, these box sets. You know, like, uh, originally, there was, like, um, 
a Hellboy box that had like seven or eight Hellboy clicks in it. There was an Invincible one. There was um, maybe they just move back to that, you know, like smaller sets. Yeah, do gravity feeds. Like do a Daredevil set, but make it fifteen pieces, twenty pieces. Keep it simple. Don't don't get crazy. Um, I don't know. I just think that they're if they're just gonna keep doing Avengers, Fantastic Four. Uh, x-men over and over and over like those are the only three properties marvel has like yeah it it seems we've been on we've been kind of on the really narrow scope wise here like and i get like they're trying to do like the whole cross promotion thing like oh we're gonna talk about the x-men stuff that's been you know happening over here it's like yeah but we've been doing x-men for the past year and like half right i don't want to do more (laughs) x-men And maybe we could just do something else. Like, when's the last time we got a good cheap Iron Man? Oh, literally almost two years ago. Right. Like, so let's do a let's do a Tony Stark box or Gravity Feed or something, a Hall of Armors or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and there's so many there's so many new things happening in Marvel all the time that like, you know, you could even do some throwback stuff that we haven't seen in again literally a decade. Like again, the Hyperion. Like, we were just talking about Squadron Supreme. Was it Squadron Supreme? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Like, we haven't had a Squadron Supreme in literally over five years. And And you can't play those guys together because they're all primes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That was the other caveat that was really dumb. All five of them are primes of other characters, so you can't play them together. Yeah, so you could never even play Squadron Supreme, like an actual team with them. And now they're relevant, and we still don't have... Yeah, we're right in the middle of a massive Squadron Supreme crossover, and we got nothing for it. Right. So unless maybe, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe this Rise and Fall will have Squadron Supreme in it for some reason. That would be interesting. Uh, no, they're not on the side. They they'd put them on the side. Yeah. Like, you now they list the four like big themes. Yeah, they do do that. So overall, it's just kind of been been a weird time for hero clicks i think yeah i'm ready for them to to, to really show some creativity here but i'm, I'm not seeing it I'm not yeah, seeing it there's a lot of characters that like have been cool that we haven't seen yet or haven't seen in a while in a long time um so one thing we can kind of get into here uh actually i want to talk about this story first okay so uh, Sweet Tooth debuted, debuted on Netflix, but I don't want to get into Sweet Tooth just yet. What I want to talk about is it caused a little bit of a controversy. Um, they bought a massive ad for USA Today. Mm-hmm. They put it on the front of USA Today as the headline, and they made it look like it was real because the word advertisement was super tiny across the top and the bottom. Yeah, And they did a Sweet Tooth promo. For those who don't know Sweet Tooth... Is about a virus striking the earth, but also hybrid babies are born at the same time. Um, and so the cover of USA Today literally is a picture of a baby with animal traits, and it says hybrid babies born across the U.S. Nice. We're getting real war of the worlds like people are actually scared or something. Well, I'm sure there were some people who at first probably did a double take before they realized what that what exactly was going on. And there might have been people who, who never realized it wasn't real. Wild. I love I love humanity. Well, newspapers used to do a much better job of telling you what they were working on. Like, this is an ad. This is a story. 
Um, and lately that's gotten real blurred. John Oliver just did a really great piece about how the law is very, uh, you are required to notify people when something is an advertisement on a news, in a news program or on a newspaper. However, there's no rules dictating when, where, or for how long you notify them. So four frames um, beginning and end. Well, basically, that's kind of what they do. That is a lot of local news will let companies buy a segment in the local news. Um, and, and he gave out prices. Some of them were surprised. Like one of them was like twelve hundred dollars, and he went on. All, he he had his correspondent go on Austin News with a fake product. Uh, yeah, it wasn't expensive at all. Uh, and then at the very end of the ep- like at the end of the news show, in tiny credits for like. For like eight seconds, it says uh, some of the segments you saw today were uh, advertisements for various products, including, and then they list them. Right. That's because people don't recognize what is or is advertised. We, like, we try to make it pretty clear. I think people understand, like, when we say we're talking about our friends and then we spend 40 seconds describing a business, that's pretty obvious. That's an advertisement. Yeah, but those are our friends. Those are our friends, and and I do consider them my friends. However, they also paid us to do that. Um, I think it's very interesting that these people, um, you know, they get they they get real close to skirting the line with some of this. Uh, I I just I saw it. And I kind of blew my mind that what people are like. Yeah, we can get away with that. Yeah, it's really scary. I mean, like. Show's good, by the way. Sweet Tooth? Yeah, yeah, it's great. But it is kind of scary, right? Like, the idea that your local news might air something that, A, doesn't have to be true at all, and then, B, is just an advertisement for a product. Yeah. Especially because, like, is it me or, like, as seen on TV, like, we need that level of exaggeration to, like, prove? <laughs> like, I feel like there's really been, like, a loss of that magic of, like, Where's where's our Billy Mays? Where definitely know that he's selling something to us. Yeah, there aren't a lot of guys where you just know that. It, well, here's the thing: you either have to be cynical or really kind of tapped into pop culture to know this is a paid segment. Like you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. If your if your local news anchor sits down on TV and starts talking to a guy holding the product up, it was probably a paid for segment, but you don't necessarily realize that. And that's a scary thought. Like, if you're not cynical enough to realize or just involved in media enough to know that, you might think that, like, um, the local news is just rolling with it and just giving away airtime to this guy because it's, it's that good. And that actually has happened. There's been lawsuits filed where in Better Business Bureau complaints where people were like, uh, I saw this on the news, and then it, it doesn't even work. It's not even the truth. And it's like, yeah, you probably do expect the news to tell you the truth. That's your fault. That was your mistake. <laughs> Which you didn't realize was how dumb that was. To quote, it, to quote my the dumbest line in Big Hero 6, uh, that was his mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you let my brother I, die. He ran in to come save you. That was his mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, dude, whatever. I um I just watched the end of that the other day. It was on somewhere that I was catching some. Well, I don't even know what I was. Man, where was I? 
right. What were you doing and watching Big Hero 6? I really wasn't, and it was just the last, like... Like, the last few minutes where it gets real sad? Uh, it was the last part where they were fighting the bad guy, and it was like, oh, we just keep breaking the blocks up, and the little robots will fly through the portal. Yeah. I don't remember, man, I, I honestly don't remember what I was doing. Okay. And we were, we were, we just flipped through and just landed right on it. See, I can connect to anything because I can see the future and the past. <laughs> it's called remembering. Now it's just going to bother me that I don't remember where I was. <laughs> I need to start paying more attention. <laughs> You're just waking up random places. Corey, you okay? Listen, I have woken up in more than my fair share of random places. States, even. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I have, de- I actually, uh, weirdest place I didn't expect to wake up was Atlanta. Atlanta? I woke up in Atlanta and wasn't expecting to go to Atlanta. That makes sense. Um, I was going to University of Alabama and one of my buddies was dating a girl who, was, who played on the volleyball team at like a private college in Atlanta. And then, uh, woke up in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, we were all hanging out, and I had a car, and he didn't. His parents didn't let him take his car his freshman year because they were afraid he would just spend all his time in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> so we got someone else to do it for him. But uh, basically, he said, listen, there's going to be a bunch of tall, leggy, pretty girls who are going to hang around in short shorts. And they're all freshmen, so you've got just as good a chance as anybody else. How do you feel about that? And I, I said, can we leave now? And so I, we probably made, like, four trips to Atlanta that my freshman year. But definitely one of them I didn't I didn't remember planning, and we were hanging out, perhaps imbibing a little, and then I wake up the next morning on a couch in an apartment full of tall, leggy girls, and I said, "Where? What is? What's happening right now?" And they were, "Hey, how you doing, man?" And I was like, "Oh, we're in Atlanta. Okay, okay, all right, cool." <laughs> At least it's on probably one of the Atlanta's one of those cities that you're like, "Yeah, you'll probably wake up here if you're on." <laughs> I mean, listen, you could do, and it was only like a, it's only like a five hour drive. Like it, I'm assuming I rode passenger, but who knows? Only five hours, he says. <laughs> there are longer drives that it would be much weirder to wake up somewhere else. That is that is a fair and accurate statement. From Tuscaloosa, Alabama, if you woke up in Florida, it was a much weirder trip. <laughs> Ooh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. Like it's. I've definitely woken up in some places, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember where I was, but I saw, and you know me, everything I do at my house is streaming. I must have been, but where did I, where have I been recently that that was just on TV? I don't know. I don't know. It's going to bother me now. Look to just the ending of it, too. Yeah, like it was on and people, I don't, I don't know. I got nothing. Hey, man, I never, I never sat down to watch Big Hero 6. How does this end? Oh, no. You know what it was? I wasn't somewhere else. Somebody was just, you know how, like, people stream stuff on their Facebook pages now? Yeah. Somebody was just streaming it. Is that legal? I don't know. It makes me feel a lot better, though, now that we're talking about it. Because I was having a hard time, like, where did I go? Where I saw just 15 minutes of a cartoon. I think it's weird that you thought you were somewhere and it was on the internet. Well, because... The lines between reality and the internet (laughs) is blurred. That's it. Well, I... I only stream stuff, so like the idea that I would have clicked on Big Hero Six, fast forwarded to just that part, 
Like, <laughs> it doesn't concern you because you're like, you're losing hours of your day. And you're like, Where am I? Would did I ever click on Big Hero Six? Would that be on Disney? Like, what was I doing? Like, <laughs> it was a little more concerning that way, for sure. That's fair, for sure. Maybe you know you can do that now. You can actually group watch things like on Hulu now. I've heard about it. I've been invited, but I haven't done it yet. I think we should do one just for fun. I think so too. For the show. The show. Like just record it and then post it. Maybe that's what we'll do one time. One time. All right. So without getting too far into it, because we don't know what's going on yet, what do you want to say about Sweet Tooth? Um, I like it. I think it's been part in the uh, the phrasing here. It's really sweet. <laughs> I regret giving you the floor now. Uh, I've only seen the first three episodes, so I'm a little less than halfway through it. But it's been like the mysteries keep unfolding. I like all the characters. Like. It's very interesting. Yeah, I was just telling, uh, I went to, to early dinner with my parents, and I was just telling them, we always, they're the same as me, they just, they only stream, and we were just talking about, like, what's out there right now, and I was telling them, like, this is probably something you guys might get into, blah, 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 but yeah, I'm, I'm with, I think I'm in the same episode, I think I just finished episode, I, I haven't started episode four yet, and so, yeah, the, the nothing is starting to connect yet, but I feel like, obviously, it's all got to, so... It is intriguing. It's been entertaining so far, though. It's based on a comic book by Jeff Lemire. Yeah, I know. Weird how you can get two comic book adaptations on Netflix so close together and they'd be so varied in quality. Um, so Netflix also went ahead and released the cast of Jupiter Ascending. Or Jupiter Legacy, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, so, what do they need them for? Well, orig- the original headlines said they were going to retool the show. Which potentially means you're keeping them around and you're just going to... You might come into a second season or you might do a weird hybrid movie launch thing. Um, no. But now they've turned around and actually just released the cast completely. So... No. Ah. They're ah. good. They said, you know what? Now we're kind of done. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll call you. Don't call us. Nah, you don't need to come back. Am I getting fired? <laughs> uh, harsh words. Maybe, maybe not. I'll call you. Please don't call his number. Those you were know. fired is your word. We like the words temporarily laid off. Temporarily laid off. How You've temporarily been furloughed? Yeah. Well, temporarily, uh, tough to say. You, your show has been placed on infinite hiatus. <laughs> it's my favorite one because it's 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 giving the tiniest sparkle of hope to things that will never come true. Yeah, because maybe you come back from it. Yeah, maybe. you're like, well, it's just a hiatus. It's like, well, yeah, but they could also, you know, like die before that happened. <laughs> Um, this week, we'll see the debut of Loki. Ooh, I've heard good things, and by good things means I read one thing on the internet that was like, this is probably looking good. Um, here's a headline I saw looking around. Kevin Feige encouraged Loki director to go weirder when they were pitching the show. I mean, makes sense. It's a Loki movie, or series. He is the trickster god, yeah. 
they're basically saying this is going to be the best show that they've got. Uh, I mean, I figured as much because it was it's the most interesting character, I think. Is it's it like Legend? A... Is is Legends of Tomorrow that live action CW show? Yes, the it's the yeah, it takes place in that universe. I forget the Arrowverse or whatever. Yeah, they're releasing a animated episode. That's kind of cool. Weird departure, but kind of cool. Right. I'm uh, I'm just I'm just looking around at different stuff. Yeah, they're gonna have an animated episode of this. It's a weird thing. Is it like connected or is it? Plot? Um. Is this the stylus for one episode. The episode's called "The Satanist Apprentice." Um, and it focuses on Astra Loge. She asks a new friend for help, Alistair Crowley, or rather what's left of him. In true Legends tradition, Astra's shortcut quickly goes sideways, revealing in the show's very first animated episode. Okay, so it's like a, it's like a plot reason why it's done that. That's kind of cool. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. It looks like they're planning up like a Disney princess type like episode type thing. That's fun. So. I always like it when shows go like strange. Because they have um, the ability to. I do as well, except uh, I think the bar has been raised pretty high, considering there was the Angel episode where they were puppets. Yeah, that's a fair point. So if you're going to go weird, you got to go bigger than puppets. That's hard to do. Yeah, I guess that's a fair point. I never thought about that. That was one of my favorite episodes because I was like, what is, like, I remember the first time I clicked them on TV and they were already halfway through it and I'm like, why are they puppets? What's going on? I am in 100%. <laughs> I need someone to tell me what's happening, but I don't know that I care. Like, they're puppets. I'm in. Um, it's really funny. But yeah, I just, uh, if you're going to go weird, you got to go bigger than puppets. I don't know if you want to go bigger than puppets. How could you not? Disney's kind of stopped at puppets. <laughs> um, so, there's all kinds of things going on, but we're not really to the point where any, like, anything's worth talking about yet. Very much a, this is happening. Ooh, we'll talk about it soon. Right, like, the Shang-Chi movie's too far out. Black Widow hasn't come out. Um... Which at this point, like, what's happening, guys? This was supposed to come out like a year ago. I don't know, man. I, I well, I think you How know. How far back has this movie been pushed? A long time at this point. Okay, so I, I I don't know. Like, there's not a ton. Yeah, we can get into here. So, Heroes Reborn is about halfway done. Uh, this, it's it's a world where the Squadron Supreme is basically like the Avengers of the world, and the Avengers don't exist. And so the characters re- start starting to remember that they were the Avengers, and they're trying to go around and put the team back together. Um, how's that? Been? It's been okay so far. I haven't. There, it, it, it issues are releasing weekly, so I'm two weeks behind now. The first three were really good, and the third one. 
got bad reviews, but I really, really because um they did a neat thing. So this guy, his name is uh the wizard, and he is the fastest human on the planet. And in this new reality, his his he's just he, he's so fast in this new setting that like he sees the future and he can't tell the difference between the past, present, and future. Sometimes he has to really focus to figure out when he is. That's how fast he runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of really cool stuff. Like in it, he talks about like I'm hungry, and then he's like, "Am I hungry? Haven't I already eaten? Did I eat? Was that yesterday? Was that tomorrow?" Like everything he's doing is very like he struggles. It's really his power as a burden. As much as it is like a like a an impressive, like godlike power, so I really kind of dug the way they wrote it. Um, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of cute. I know there's a there's a character in, uh, in a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's like that. He has a he, he has the ability of uh, he can. He's like he's kind of like Iceman, where he can control the moisture in the air. Oh, okay. But like he like every time he's on screen, he always gets like frustrated and like. He gets annoyed at something small, but he keeps going into the detail because, like, his power, he has to keep thinking about what he's doing next. Or else he's just going to, like, get completely thrashed. <laughs> because he's always like, I got to freeze things, unfreeze things, cool this off, stop this, do that. So his power is very complex, and he has to always be thinking ahead. So, like, he gets caught up on, like, small details. That's kind of neat. It's, it's, a, it's, a cute, it's a cute character moment. I like that. That's really neat. This is kind of cool. Um, but it's kind of like I see how it's like the same thing where it's like he's like he's because he's moving so fast he has to keep track of things and he's like and honestly I always thought about that with like the Flash because like how does he survive anything if everyone's just going so slow <laughs> well and how does he like comparatively right right so in, in the show Invincible the speedster there is having dinner with his wife at one point on a picnic and they're talking, and he's like, my whole life is the most boring conversation ever. Like, and, and I get it. Like, I, I totally would understand that. Like, it... so Quicksilver one time, because he always gets written as arrogant and angry and all that, and kind of a jerk, whereas Flash is obviously such a lovable hero-type guy. Um, and so finally somebody kind of corners Quicksilver on, and they're like, yeah, what's your deal anyway? And he basically says, hey, are you ever in line at an ATM behind an old woman who can't make it work? And, she, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's the worst. And he's like, yeah, that's my whole life. Like, all of you are the old woman at the ATM to me. Because they just have to, you just have to think more. Well, because, like, more time. yeah, because they're all moving so slow in comparison to you. Nothing is ever going to be the right speed for you. Um, so I kind of thought that was an interesting way to kind of portray him. I kind of like that. Um, Alright, let's go ahead and do this. Let's do let's see the Adventure Begins ad here. We'll jump out, and when we come back, we got a little bit more Nerdthug Radio, and then we'll talk about uh, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what's... Oh, you know what? <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving, I've got another Zack Snyder story. Oh, man, you know I love talking trash about Zack Snyder. Uh, so uh, when we come back, we've got, we'll have uh, some Zack Snyder. You can go ahead and tell everybody about our friends 
The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. Yes, our very dear friends, The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open and at full operating hours. Uh, you are no longer required to wear a mask in the store, but uh, if you want to do that, if you want to be extra safe and extra precautious, you can. Uh, although if you are fully vaccinated, you can you can go ahead and just, uh, you don't have to do that mask thing anymore. Uh, they got the events rolling up here, uh, so I gotta make sure I have the right date. Yep. Monday, June 7th from 4 to 8 is Miniature Mondays, so this happens every Monday. Uh, come in, show off your minis, paint your minis, assemble your minis. Uh, and you can take place in, uh, take part in the month, monthly mini paint contest. That was the hardest sentence in the world. <laughs> Tuesday, Jan- uh, June 8th, 5.45 p.m. is the Digimon Great Legend pre-release constructed tournament. So this is, uh, $25 per seat. You get six packs and you get to build your decks and, uh, have a grand time there. I'll be there. So you'll see me there that, that day. Wednesday, June 9th at 5 p.m. is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Trade Night and Casual Meetup. Uh, the new event, Thursday, June 10th at 6 p.m. is Magic Time. So this is Magic the Gathering Modern. So this is a format in Magic the Gathering. Um, so modern, the modern format is on Thursday. Friday, June 11th at 6 p.m. is the Star Wars X-Wing Meetup. That's all levels and ages are welcome. Saturday, June 12th at 2 p.m. is Pokemon Meetup. Saturday, June uh, June 12th at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That's Warhammer Tabletop. And finally, Saturday, at, also at 6 p.m. is even more magic, and this is Commander. So Thursdays is Modern, Saturday is Commander. Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. So those are the two formats they got there. Right there, the event begins, comics, games, and more. They got all your nerd needs, comic books. Uh, board games, card games, all kinds of stuff. Sports cards. I always forget a bunch of that. Like, it's been blowing up. Yeah, sports cards is big right now. Yeah, right there at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Right there off of 1488. All right, we'll be right back here in just a second. Don't go anywhere. We got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe. That sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun, nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events all those things occur at the adventure begins comics games and more interested parties should absolutely check out the facebook page for more information this is rudy Townjonovitz, and welcome to nerd thug radio worldwide at ironlonestar.com uh we are hanging out doing the nerd thug radio thing on this monday afternoon um so I know it's not Thursday where we usually do sports, but there's a little bit of a sports story that's been breaking over the weekend that I kind of want to get into. I don't want to do the Jake Paul Mayweather fight stuff. I don't even feel like getting into it. Like it's an exhibition. It doesn't really count. I don't really want to. I don't. But whatever. Whatever. Um, People have been waiting for it, Corey. Yeah, they'll keep waiting. There's interesting sports stories. So for those who don't know, 
2017, the Astros, it was revealed the Astros did cheat some during their World Series run. Blah, 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 blah. We now, we ever, but most people know about this. Um, the team probably loudest about it has been um, the Dodgers, the LA Dodgers. They have been one of the most vocal about the way everything went, okay? Because they lost. They did lose. Um, uh, Trevor Bauer is a pitcher for the Dodgers, and he recently made a comment about how spin uh, spin rate has increased in pitching in baseball, and that's from cheating, and that the Astros benefited from that. Okay? Major League Baseball this year has kind of announced that they're about to start making new rules to crack down on on what is interesting. They're going to start looking for pine tar actively on pitchers is what they want to do. Like, we're talking about six or seven times a game. They want to go out and check the pitchers. Um, because there, it is, it is in fact, starting to become an issue according to Major League Baseball. Sports Illustrated put their nerds on it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So, okay. So, for those who aren't totally clear on what I'm talking about, the the RPMs of spins on the baseball during a throw is what increases the velocity and what uh, increases the control of the ball from the pitcher to the catcher. Um, people, pitchers have been using pine tar, which is a sticky substance. They've been hiding it on their body and using it to get slightly better grip on the ball, so they can put better spin on the ball increase velocity and have more control okay so sure enough league-wide spin rate is up one percent um, so people are cheating okay there are 10 teams where it's gone up more than one percent there are three teams where it's gone up four percent or more there is one team that it is 7% higher this year. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. Of course it is. The stupid gentleman rules that don't make any sense. Baseball sucks. <laughs> so the Dodgers, the biggest complainers about the Astros cheating in the 2017 season. And Trevor Bauer, who was a big proponent, he says he doesn't cheat because he's a moral person. Um, the Dodgers are currently 7% over their spin rate from the year before, um, leading, which is a significant, it's outside of any kind of margin of error, leading most stat type people to believe the Dodgers as a whole are probably cheating the most in Major League Baseball this year. Um, yeah, Mm, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I love this story for a couple reasons. The first one being that anytime somebody like me think thou doth protest too loudly, right? Like it's always that way. Um whoever smelt it is in fact who dealt it. The person protesting the loudest is almost always uh telling on themselves a little bit. Yeah. I never cheat. I'm a moral person. I only cheat for fun. I can't believe you're letting these guys get away with it. And then they get caught cheating. 
Almost all of us. Um, during the steroid saga, Ryan Braun was one of the players who was accused. The first time he was accused, he got away with it. Uh, his B sample failed. No, his B sample came back inconclusive, and he accused the guy who handled his samples of having a grudge against the Brewers or possibly being anti-Semitic because Ryan Braun's Jewish. And he got away with it. He won his appeal and was not suspended at all. Major League Baseball was like, hey, there's a lot going on here. Maybe, maybe we're wrong about this. Then, a couple years later, his name comes out in the uh, during the biogenesis A-Rod uh, steroid scandal. And all of a sudden, he admits to it. He's like, yeah, okay. It was me. I did it. And then they go back and they're like, well, wait, so were you just making up mess about this guy to get out of trouble? And he's kind of like, yeah, sort of. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. You, you love you love to see it. It's, uh... It's the cruel irony of the world, right? Eventually it'll catch up to you. Yeah, listen, nobody gets away with it forever. Nobody. But it's definitely brutal when, like, he buried that guy. He, like, poor Joe Schmo, whose job is just to... To take yeah. to go to ballplayers' houses or go to their vacation homes to see how they live, but not get to interact. Nobody likes them because they're the pee guy. You pee in cups, they seal it up right in front of you. They write some notes on it, and then they have to transport pee back to testing labs. Like nobody likes them, but they have to go to your million dollar mansions. If you're on vacation in Europe, Major League Baseball flies them to like you get the phone call within 48 hours. That guy's in front of you, and you're peeing in a cup. Yeah. He's got like the worst job ever, and he and you're you're dragging him through the mud <laughs> because you because you, because you took steroids. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine. So, tell me, you know, we always talk about sports, and we always talk about the NCAA and then Major League Baseball, just two of the worst organizations ever. Uh, yeah. The Dodgers just keeping it 100% awful. We keep it 100. 100% cheating and accusing you of cheating. <laughs> it's fine, guys. It's the worst. It's absolutely the worst. Yeah. What do you mean? They're not cheating. They're just 7% better than they were before. Yeah. They just figured out how to spin the ball 7% harder, obviously. All while being one year older. And, you know, it's not like they brought in somebody new. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I thought that story was interesting. I wanted to get into it. We'll probably get there'll probably be a lot more going on with it by Thursday, so it'll be interesting to talk about again. Um, so I, I promise this, and I shall deliver. Um, <laughs> bring me my Zack Snyder. So, Army of the Dead continues its massive expansion of Justice League-like proportions. Tell me, there's going to be a recut. Uh, no, that would be that would be amazing. Um, oh, no, it would be the worst. <laughs> Waiting for the director's cut, Army of the Dead in black and white with four extra minutes. No, they were <laughs> they released a they created they opened turned on. I don't know how to say. I don't know what I don't know what they did specifically. The YouTube account for Guzman four twenty, uh, the character who in Army of the Dead was going around Las Vegas killing the zombies. And they show a bunch of his zombie kills now. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So, like, I guess in this movie they filmed, like, five or six of these, like, little social media snippets. And now they're posting them. 
like it's advertising, like it's like it's cool, like it's integrated, right? Like it's integrated advertising because it's like he's in character in the clips. Uh... <laughs> you love to see it. And they're still hard at work at that prequel. Uh, that's going to happen with the German lock, uh, locksmith. And then also... Um, the seven-hour director's cut. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a sequel featuring Mexico City. I still say they're probably going to do that. Yeah, it probably will. It, it was probably just successful enough to, to, to play Zack Snyder's laundry bill. <laughs> so he can continue making... Six out of ten movies for the rest of his life. Okay, so being that Warner Brothers and HBO Max did in fact release the Snyder Cut. First they gave him the money to make it, but then also that he went and did it and then made it and all that. And then he turned around and released a black and white version that even then was even more slightly different than his own cut. On a scale of 1 to 10, how pretentious is that? 42. <laughs> like, it's... So, one, it's not... The the, the, Zach, the Snyder Cut isn't the Snyder Cut. We already know that. To be right. Sure. Yeah, because he definitely came up with stuff after the fact, including, including the Joker part. Right. So, tons of stuff in this movie already doesn't, like... Two, it, it has zero respect for anyone's time. <laughs> Because it's four um, hours long? Yeah, because it's four hours long, and it's not the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. Again, Marvel's ultimate film is shorter and capstones ten-plus years of movies. <laughs> Zack Snyder's movie has no reason to be that long, and the most frustrating <laughs> part is everyone who defends it and saying, well, it doesn't work is a lesson. And it's like, then it's bad. If yeah. it doesn't work, unless it's a four-hour movie, it's not good. So how do you feel about then him turning around and making a black-and-white version? And then him making a black-and-white version and then calling even it, more different. And then calling <laughs> it Justice is Grey. I'm going to lose my marbles. <laughs> Like what? Like how did how did Zack Snyder make one good movie, and then everyone was like, "Well, clearly he's the greatest director who's ever lived." Like, are you I don't... he's not? Yes, <laughs> I have a hundred percent of the belief that Zack like, and the fact that there's other directors, even in comic books, even in the zeitgeist of like graphic novels or just like even one shots because everyone like Edgar Wright every like all of his movies are great all of them are unique and stylized all of Zack Snyder's movies like are only okay (laughs) and somehow we're still of the guys that like no we definitely got to give Zack Snyder the four hour Justice League cut (sighs) does it even make the movie any better it's still not great it didn't add anything to the movie that's for sure it didn't and it's really I think that's probably my most frustrating part about it is that everyone's still like yeah 
because this movie was okay. It was definitely worth four hours of my life. Right. Like, it's not even worth that much. And the fact that we're still talking about it still makes me angry because it's like, no one else cares. I'm the only one who's still mad about Justice League existing. Yeah, it is kind of weird how many people were just okay with it. And they're just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, black and white version. Yeah, that's fine too. Blah, blah, blah. And it is, it is clearly not okay. Right. And calling it Justice is great. Guys, this is the Justice League. This isn't some like, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, They're it's not a moral like dilemma. Like that's the whole point of a moral gray story. Is like you're not really sure who the bad guys or the good guys are. Like it's like you've completely missed. Like Superman isn't amoral. Wonder (laughs) Woman isn't immoral. Batman's entire character arc is moral. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's like there's no need to make the dramatic just like justice is gray, like pitch, right? Right, because it doesn't exist. You have three of the heroes, which are firmly on the we stop bad guys and don't kill people camp. Yeah, but like yeah, you can't like that's not that's not a moral argument. It'd be different. It'd be like oh, like you'd have to make the point of like oh, if you want to call these like gray moral characters you could be like well Batman's not really a moral character because instead of killing the villains he's letting them run terror through his streets it's like okay I can see this argument although like, in, in the DC in the DC movie he's branding them with his with his bat symbol that's terrible right because this isn't Batman this is like someone who read Batman one time yeah it just... like Zack Snyder does not care about comic books and has never respected the origins of any of these characters. It seems that way. It definitely seems that way. The movies that he's the furthest away from are head and shoulders above it. Yeah. yeah. Wonder Woman and Aquaman had nothing to do with him and were way better movies. Just Aquaman period. is just such a trippy movie. Like everything that's included in it. You got Octopus is playing drums. Yeah, it's like the Little Mermaid three. It's awesome. <laughs> it's Aquaman's a crazy movie, and the Wonder Woman films have been great. So yeah, I don't. It, it definitely. <sighs> so Zack Snyder keeps getting love from Netflix, from the streaming, just in general, I suppose. And yeah, uh, they, they've they've somehow they've established him as the the cash cow. I guess. So I guess everyone watches his movies, even though they're not great. <laughs> And there it is. That's it. He's 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 well Again, played. They lost money franchise. on Justice League. Like, oh, they lost a ton of money. Ah, uh, like, and then they invested like, another eighty million to make this remake thing. Right? Was that even worth it? I don't I, know. I I doubt it. Who knows? Who knows? That's almost as much as uh, that's almost as much as Netflix paid to get uh, Mitchell versus Machines. <laughs> yeah. That's a way better movie. It really is, man. You know, once I saw that number, I was really I, I still haven't figured out how, like the uh, dude I, again. Netflix is making zero money. It's kind of weird because they they might they might be between servicing their debt and then paying to make stuff, they might be basically breaking even every year. I don't. I don't. I genuinely don't think they don't make money. Like. I think they're going for that like long haul like Amazon where it's like the first few years aren't profitable at all. Well, Amazon lost money the first decade, I think. 
yeah so like yeah we're 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 about we're about decade on on netflix right into the streaming side probably they're probably i think they might be 20 years old total right yeah uh, really from 2000 uh pretty close because in my first apartment i was getting i was doing like the netflix thing with the dvds so Let's see. at least by 05 or 06 netflix what did i say origin start date i don't know yeah maybe 1997 well, that's older than me yeah, but let's say they go national, two thousand ish, two thousand and one. I'm still surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Twenty three years ago, hey, nobody likes you when you're twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, on our way out the door, I want to remind everybody to check out Comic Conroe on Facebook.com. Thirty five dollar tickets. Kids eight hundred get in for free. Use the code NTR five. Kevin Sorbo is the big guest. There's not going to be a lot of people there. It's going to be a lot, it's going to be a good time. We'll be there. We might have a table now. We were talking. I don't know. We'll see what's going on. Um, we'll know more as we get closer. But uh, all that being said, that's a wrap on this on this episode of Nerd Thug Radio. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, on the behalf of the Adventure Begins Comics Kings and more. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. And we just want to reach out and thank everybody for listening. Have a great day. We'll be back on Thursday at 2 o'clock where you get to hear more Nerd Thug Radio. Hello, Conroe. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanting to let everybody know that there is a comic book convention called Comic Conroe coming July 23rd through the 25th right here at the Lone Star Convention Center. Interested parties should go to facebook.com backslash comic Conroe with the two C's there in the middle. And people interested in buying tickets, they're only $35. Kids 8 and under get in for free. Interested parties should also check out using the discount code NTR5 for a $5 savings off their ticket. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>